Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Fitzpatrick takes over for Jameis Winston. How long will he be the Bucks quarterback and can he lead them to the postseason? And we talked to Jameis Winston and got his reaction about the benching, the first one in his career that did not involve a disciplinary action. What is Jameis's future and just how has he been humbled by this whole experience? We talked to Tom Jones of the Tampa Bay Times on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. Before we get started on this podcast, let me tell you a special offer from our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. Hey, Andy wants you to have the best time ever when shopping at Continental. So for our listeners only, Andy is offering a limited time 20% off all jewelry purchases. That's right. So whether you're seeking a statement piece like a gorgeous diamond necklace or maybe you're in the quest to find that perfect engagement ring, Andy will give you his undivided attention and he's also going to give you 20% off all jewelry purchases. So come into Continental Wholesale Diamonds today and score big with 20% off at your jewelry Uh, store the best place you can get the best prices anywhere don't go to the shopping mall this is where you're going to get the most help in picking out that perfect diamond necklace earring jewelry anything you want 20 percent off continental wholesale diamonds is where i shop they're at 1715 northwest shore boulevard suite 150 right next to the penthouse club okay tom jones joins us now and tom we're here at one buck place and um it, it obviously is a different kind of week in that Quarterback changes are nothing new, but they are to Jameis Winston. I mean, he was suspended for three games, got his job back as expected, um, you know, after after four games. But now he's benched, and as far as anyone can remember, even Jameis, this is the first time that, for a reason other than disciplinary action, I know he missed a game at Florida State, that he has been taken off the field. You talked to Jameis today. Um, what's his reaction to, to, to being being benched? You know what? I found him to be different than all the other times I've ever been around him, Rick. And I, look, let's be honest. We don't spend that much time with these guys. We get them for a few minutes a week and a few minutes, you know, a few minutes on Thursdays, a few minutes on Sundays. Uh, but he came off to me as, as humbled. He came off to me as more sincere, more genuine. I'm not saying he's a disingenuous guy normally, but... You see, you've been around him. A There's time. a lot of scripted answers. Yeah, I want to get better. Yeah. I can't turn the ball over. Right, and it's and sometimes it's almost like this uh, bravado that almost feels false or not even real. And I'm thinking, is this an act? He didn't feel like he was acting today. It felt. I mean, he still said the right things about. Oh no, my my confidence will never waver. Uh, I know who I am as a person and as a player. Uh, this is just uh, a trying time, and uh, and God got me. You know, I, I get over there. But there were also some vulnerable moments. He seemed vulnerable at times. Yeah, definitely. What, what doesn't kill you will always make you stronger. Uh, this is definitely a, a, a humbling process, but it's a chance for me to learn and, and sit behind Fitz, uh, kind of like I did last year. Uh, I learned so much from him when I was injured and uh, got a chance to just analyze his game and see how he, do, he does things. And I think you're right, Rick. I think for the first time in his career, He's been, he's, you know, he, there's consequences to what he's done. Um, 
particularly on a football field. He threw four interceptions. He lost his job. He's embarrassed. There's a little embarrassment here. And I thought he acted like that. And I think that's almost a good sign if you're Jameis Winston, if you're the Bucks. This is a guy who's who's clearly been humbled, and he's going to do what it takes to get back now. You know, it was funny. On Monday after the benching, when, we, when they announced the benching, we went into the locker room. Um, and players come in based on when their position meetings get off. So they're not all there, right? right. And sometimes you miss guys because they've already left. Um, but one guy that's almost never there is Jameis Winston. And he was there playing ping pong, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it struck me as and he, he didn't want to talk. I mean, he knew we, they said he would talk later this week. Didn't seem all that upset. It struck me as almost, and this is probably unfair. Maybe yeah. he just wanted a game of ping pong. Sure. I, I don't really know. <laughs> right. But it struck me as almost as, look, I'm okay. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I know what happened. I'm not running. I'm, I'm, I'm still Jameis Winston. I'm handling this. You know, right. it's almost. Right. Yeah. And that's when I get suspicious about, like, how premeditated is your appearance in the locker room playing ping pong after you've been benched when you're right. not going to talk to the media. That's on me. Um, but you're right. To your point, there is a vulnerability that he has never faced. I mean, he talked about being suspended and how, how weird it was being away from his teammates. Mm-hmm. That was one thing. Right. Look, they have done a lot of things to Jameis Winston that he did to himself, but were the results of his actions. They took him down off the stadium. Mm-hmm. They told him he would have to lead from behind. Mm-hmm. Less, less sort of, you know, enthusiasm or rah-rah stuff that he was used to doing on the field. They took away his reps with the number one offense for pretty much the training camp and preseason. I wonder how all and then and then he had to go practice with a bunch of dudes right that weren't in the NFL noble as it may have been him going out there every day sh- shouldn't we have expected a little bit of he's not going to be as sharp as he was in the preseason this may take more than two games absolutely and I asked him about that being away for 3 weeks did that affect you I was totally expecting him to say no I not I worked out these guys I worked out with were great there was a little bit of doubt where he said yeah I I don't know Maybe. And it was sort of that vibe that he gave you that maybe those three weeks away did hurt him. Here's the other thing, Rick. You can take him off the building. You could, you know, don't name him captain, whatever, all this other stuff. All he was trying to get to was get my job back. Once I get my job back, I'll be fine. Well, he got his job back, and now he's lost it. And you've always told, you've told me this forever, Rick. You could do a lot of things to a guy. Take away his playing time, and then then you're going to find out what a guy's made of. And that's what I'm saying. As much as he's been through all the other things he's been through, he had gotten his job back. It was never this, none of this was ever football related. He never lost any jobs ever because he wasn't playing. Wasn't well. getting it done on the field. You know, in in college it was the crab legs thing or whatever it was. He got some BB guns, whatever it was. He was right. suspended for there. Against Clemson. This was the Uber incident. But it was never he was never lost his job because he wasn't playing well. Well, now he's lost his job because he's not playing well. And that's where I think we for the first time we've seen him doubt himself a little bit. He's not the confident guy that he's that he's always claimed to be throughout his I life. think humble's a good word, but I, I think for, for someone, if you can imagine the a guy from the time he starts at eight or ten years old, always being the man, finally being told, You're not good enough. Right. You're not good enough. Not Anything except that you're not good enough, that person's better, we're going to play that other person. That, at this level, when you're the number one overall pick, I think you're right. I think embarrassment's probably sure. part of it. 
Like even a little thing like today, Rick, like where, and I'm not saying this is a huge deal. He normally goes into the media room and, and behind a podium. Yeah. It's a big deal. Cameras are there and all this stuff. Yeah. Today he did it in his locker. At his locker. Just like every other guy normally does. There's no special treatment for the backup quarterback. To that point, when he first got the job back and his first press conference on Wednesday in the main auditorium in front of the media at the podium, the first thing he said, and I laughed about it later, he said was, I miss this. I miss talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. What I think he meant was, I don't think he missed me in particular right. <laughs> or any, any individual. What I think I know about football players is they are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. They do the same thing at the same time. And that's why even, I've even experienced this with my own son when he was playing high school football. If they were lifting weights in the spring, if they were working out or playing in the fall, he was fine. Those few weeks between the season ending and when you started doing stuff as a team again, yeah. he struggled because he didn't know what to do with himself. Right. So that's why you worry about players who get in trouble off the field right. and during their free time. And I think that Jameis Winston right now is out of his routine. And, and that's a small part of it, of course, talking to us. But all of that sort of messes with your rhythm and your psyche. And that's why and it's just a theory of mine that – while I know why they named Ryan Fitzpatrick the starter for the first three weeks and then eventually it became four, and while I understand why they prepared him more than Jameis to play against New Orleans, part of me thinks that there's a residual effect to all of this suspension that when we look back at the end of this year, we're going to say, correctly I think, that three-game suspension wasn't the front side. You know, right. everybody's like, wow, how are they going to negotiate these three games? Right. They were fine. They were 2-1 and one and should have beaten Pittsburgh. Right. You know, Fitz killed it. It's going to be what it did to Jameis Winston. Right. It's going to be – and because you allowed Fitzpatrick to become Fitzmagic again. Right. With these weapons, with these receivers. Let me ask you this question, Rick. Let's say, would we be here today if, okay, James Jameis Winston, say he doesn't get suspended. Starts game one. Starts game one. And he went out and say went one and two, two and one, one and two, one one. Say and they're one, three whatever. and three when they go to right. Then Cincinnati. Cincinnati and they go to say, and he has the exact same game that he has in Cincinnati, and Fitzpatrick comes in and plays exactly the same way he played. So all we have now is five and a half games or six and a half games and one James half of Ryan. and one half of Ryan Fitzpatrick. As good as it was and as bad as the first half was for Winston, do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick will be starting this week? Not a chance. My personal opinion is not a chance. Mm -hmm. I think that you'd have to be influenced by what Fitzpatrick did the first three weeks and furthermore by how the team responded to Fitzpatrick in the huddle. Right. Which carried over again on Sunday. Look, what he did was great. 18 points in the last quarter. Sure. The comeback, the two-point conversion. It was phenomenal, right? But let's be honest. They were trying to make it difficult, and they may gave up one big play, the 75-yarder to Mike Evans. They're not playing the same way they did the first three quarters. Why? They have an 18-point lead. Right. So you're going to complete passes. A lot of the yardage that these guys have had is because they trailed by five touchdowns at Chicago. You have to throw to get sure. back in the game. And teams are not going to, unless you're Greg Schiano in New York, <laughs> teams are not going to play man coverage all over the field and give you a chance to make one-strike touchdowns. Right. Because if you do that three or four times, now we've got a dogfight. And there's still 10 So there's an, abil- there's, an, there's an easier way of, of, of completing passes and moving the ball. And Now, having said that, he did score the 18, and they tied the game up. 
But I but just, all we would have had there is a half. We would have had a half of, look, perfect example, I think. And I know he got hurt last year in Arizona. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes in mm-hmm. and he gives up a touchdown, I think, on a pick six or something yep. early on. Yep. But they're down 33-3. to three. Well, he brought him back within a field goal. Right. He had a tremendous half who started the next week, yeah. Jameis Winston, right. even with a bad shoulder. Right. Even with less than 100%, did not practice until Friday before they go to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Who started? Jameis Winston. So I think without that picture in your mind of – Ryan Fitzpatrick beating New Orleans 48-40, to beating the Super Bowl champions, throwing bombs. He's got like eight passes over 50 yards. Yeah, I think he became a viable option. Yeah. And, and only because Jameis Winston was suspended. Jameis Winston was suspended. And it's you. we talk about that suspension you mentioned a few minutes ago, Rick. We asked Dirk Cutter about it. We asked Jameis Winston. In both cases, I expected them to dismiss. Like, well, nah, he's back. He's been in the rhythm. Both of them were sort of like, I don't know, maybe it did impact, maybe being away for three weeks. And not just physically not being out there, taking reps, you know, out there with your – it's all the other stuff that comes with it, being away from, as you mentioned, your routine and being away from what you're used to and, and not being the man. So let's put on our, our sort of our crystal ball here a little bit. I mean, this team is, is really on the brink now. Um, the way they feel about the rest of the season is, look, if we can win at Carolina – that's, you have, that's the only game you have to play. Sure. You can't worry about the other ones. But if they can somehow win at Carolina, they'll have two roads on the win, uh, two wins on the road against New Orleans and Carolina, two of the teams in their division, one loss on the road to Atlanta. The schedule's going to flip over. All three of those teams have to come to Raymond James. Sure. You still have San Francisco. You still have the Giants. Those teams have combined for two wins all season. Right. Yes, you're going to have to play a tough Baltimore team on the road. Washington comes here after Carolina. Right. They're a division leader. But if and you can, like we always say, though, too, okay, like that New Orleans game looks tough. Well, what if I told you Drew Brees gets hurt? I, I'm not saying it's We don't know. We don't know. You just don't we know. Don't know. Alex Brees Smith doesn't come to sure. Tampa. Exactly. It's maybe a different character. So having said all that, it's like if they get to four and four, everything is right on the table because now the division is really bunched up. Right. You could have a scenario where in a couple of weeks they're all 500 or close to it. Mm-hmm. So you know, New Orleans has a tough game coming up, you know. Um so and and Carolina they, goes to Pittsburgh they, next They've week. all got to play each other. They've got to play tough games on the road. So we don't know how this plays out. But I'm curious, if we had to close our eyes and say, does Jameis Winston play again this season? Man, that's – seriously, that's the million-dollar question at this point. I, my guess – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here. The only way that happens is if Ryan Fitzpatrick gets hurt. Like, really? I don't think – or hmm. – or, or just stinks I, it up. Well, he'd have well, clearly if he stinks it up, they're going to go back to Jameis. But I don't know that he's going to stink it up. Now he might have a stinker game in there somewhere, but he's not going to go out and play four consecutive bad games. Rick, this is a mess what they've created. Like now, when you go back to Jameis, you can't go back to Fitzpatrick again. No, it's I his mean, for the rest of the way. It's his the rest of the because way because now you're on a fact finding mission. Is the twenty million dollars coming at the end of the season? Now here's the thing about that, and everybody's asking this question. And I guess for now, for now, the answer is no. How worried are they that Jameis Winston could get hurt and his guarantee, his fifth-year option, is only guaranteed against injury? Why wouldn't you make Jameis Winston your third quarterback if you're not starting him? Why wouldn't you wrap him in bubble wrap and say, I ain't risking $21 million that he goes in there for a ineffective or hurt Ryan Fitzpatrick and then he blows an ACL and I owe him $21 million next right. year? Well, you know, it's funny. I asked Jameis Winston – 
Do you expect to be a quarterback with the Tampa Bay Bucks a year from now? Yeah, hopefully. You know, hopefully. I, I know I'm going to be working my tail off uh, to be ready when my time comes again. Like, like that answer guy was not expecting. Wasn't expecting that. No, I was expecting, like, oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to be back here. But it was sort of like, it was almost like he expanded upon it a little bit. Like, I'm going to make sure that I'm preparing every single week, being a great uh, teammate that I can be, uh, being a great quarterback that I know I can be. But there was almost, you could sense that there was, look, I don't know what they want me. I'm not 100% sure I want them, but like, who knows, basically, is what's going to happen. The thing is, Rick, I, I just don't know how this is going to play out the rest of the year. Well, I mean, what do you think? I mean, do you think if we, we had to guess right now, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick plays well enough to keep the job. And again, I, I think it's going to, they're going to win. They might get the four and four. They might be Carolina, but then they'll lose a game and then they'll win a game. They're going to win a game you don't expect them to win. And they'll probably lose a game that you that don't expect. That would be Carolina. Them. Right. You, and, and, they might, and they'll lose a game you don't expect them to lose. But they're going to, I'm telling you, Rick, they're going to get to the last, you're going to get into week 13 here, and they're going to be like six and seven, seven and six, or it'll be seven and seven at some point, where it's just like, ooh, if they, I'm telling you, we're going to get to the last two weeks of the year, and you're like, if they win these two games, they're in. I really do think it's going to get to that because I think Fitzpatrick's unless their defense totally falls apart. That's look a bottle of all this. We're for it to fall apart, it has to be together first. Yeah, and the defense is like the defense. We we keep we're all our focus is on our quarterbacks. The defense has been trouble. It's bad. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I mean, does Jameis Winston take a snap this year? Yes, I think Jameis Winston plays again, and and the reason is is that you cannot finish the year with him having only played three games. Look, too many decisions. I understand why. Fitzpatrick is playing, and, and I would understand if as, a, as an ownership or certainly as Dirk Cutter or Jason Light said, that's it, I've seen enough, no more. But I think this decision isn't made if Dirk's in his first or second year. Oh, you think, in other words, you think they stay with if, Winston if Dirk's they in They have to and Jason win. This is a decision made for Sunday. Now, I have said this, and I think it's true. After watching what happened last week, how can you stand in front of 52 other guys and say we're playing a guy that gives us the best chance? Right. I think everybody in that locker room thinks that right now, with the turnovers, Fitzpatrick gives them the best chance after I, what he just did and what he did yes. the first two weeks or first three weeks. Yeah, I, yards. I, I looked at it as Dirk Cutter two things. One, I thought it was kind of a win-win by going to Fitzpatrick. Because if Fitzpatrick plays well and you keep winning football games, hey, great move. You, you made the right switch. If he doesn't play well for two or three weeks, then you go back to Winston and then you always can tell people, well, I tried the other guy. It wasn't working in the event that Winston keeps playing awful after he comes back. The other thing, Rick, and I, I look, Dirk and I, you know, he doesn't tell me much, obviously, even on the record, let alone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, I didn't get nothing from him off the record. I'm telling you, he looked at the, he's, I'm, my gut feeling, he looked at this situation and said, I may lose my job over this, and if I do, I'm not going to lose it with him, throwing inter four interceptions every week. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to give the other guy a shot that's a great, first. That's a great insight. I, I agree with you because what he sees is 
His offense is working to the extent that the only ones that have stopped them have been themselves with interceptions. And they, you know, they've scored a lot of points. Mm -hmm. I mean, they scored 34 and lost last week. Okay. 34. Right. Um, Then that says something about the defense, but really six of those are a pick six, right? Right. Two others are are balls turned over in their, in their own. And then two others, they were going in to score, had at least a field goal on the board that they took off and then maybe a touchdown. So what Dirk Cutter sees is my offense is as good as anybody in the NFL. And it doesn't seem to matter who's playing quarterback because we're so loaded with playmakers on the outside that we're going to make plays all over the field and no one can stop us. He sees one thing stopping them. Their turnover ratio is the worst in the league. They're minus 13. You know, Jameis Winston throws 10, 10 interceptions in four, three and a half weeks. Three and a half games, essentially. Um, that's ties for the most in the league. Yeah. And the other guys, you know, have 100 to 175 more pass attempts, if you put that in perspective. Sure. Dirk Cutter's thinking, it ain't me. Right. It's and not my problem. I don't think Dirk Cutter wanted to wake up five years from now, unemployed, or being the... Why didn't I just make the change? Or being the quarterback's coach at New Mexico State or something, and thinking to himself, I had it. And the reason I lost it is because I went against my instincts and I stuck with the guy that I knew I shouldn't have stuck with. Now, like I said, Fitzpatrick comes out, plays horribly the next three weeks. Then you go back to Jameis Winston and, and sort of all is right in turn. You did everything you could. But I always thought, and I, tell me how you feel about this, Rick. It almost like, what's the right decision for Dirk Cutter? I don't know it's the right decision for Jason Light. Although he says they're on the same. Cutter said, well, I'm on the same I think they both page. have to win now. They both have to win now. But I, I, think, for, I think Dirk has to win, period. I think Jason Light, there's a little more pressure to win with Jameis Winston. Agreed. It's his pick. Very you know. few general managers ever get a chance to draft a second quarterback in the first round. Right. Yeah, right. How many guys whose, whose quarterback goes bust says, yeah, you know what, try again? You know, when you haven't won. I mean, they had one winning season since Jason Light has been here. They haven't made the playoffs. This will be the fifth straight year. Right. Um, but I think they're tied together in some ways. Yeah. I mean, you could certainly make arguments that, you know, look, Dirk did what, what he had. You know, he fired the, the um, defensive coordinator. That was a tough move. Sure. It made them better. They really didn't address the defense for many, many years, but they did get some defensive linemen. They had some injuries. But he did his job. He put up the points, and only the turnovers beat him. I still don't think it's going to be enough because he's Dirk Cutter. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, John Gruden probably got a lot more rope just because. Well, and you mentioned you it. Know? If this was Dirk's first year or second year, you could probably – you ride it out with Winston because you could say, look – They're not benching him. We have a decision. And Cutter's not getting fired. Right. But here's Strun. And, and you make another great point. You're right about this, that everybody is tied to this decision. Not just Dirk Cutter, but Todd Munkin and – 20 assistant coaches. 20 assistant coaches. Because – Whoever the new coaches, let's face it, if they fire Dirk Cutter, they bring in the, new coaches, the, everybody's The forward. secretary who works for the coach. Right. I mean, people in the front, and I don't know who she is. No, I know, yeah, Who no. he is, I'm, and don't get concerned if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast. I know nothing. No, but I mean, whatever's The next coach, coach may love you and be fine. When there's a coaching change, you just never But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people's lives and their kids and their schools and everything else. Sure. And that's why. Yeah, and you sign up for that. Don't get me wrong. That's why, you know, that. you wonder if. Jameis Winston understands all that. Like he was asked that, and I, in a sort of a roundabout way, and, and his kind of deflected was like, it, right? Yeah, he's like, it's up to everybody to try to win. But here's the thing: like Jameis Winston, he's going to play football somewhere next year. It may not be here. Oh, he'll play, but he'll play. And he'll get well paid for it. And he'll live in a nice house and everything. 
There are some other people though who are going to be seriously scrambling for a job. They'll be looking for jobs. They'll be looking to become seriously. They'll be looking to become a wide receivers coach at UMass. I mean, that could happen if yeah. if this thing goes south. You know. Yeah, I don't think Dirk will be that guy. I no. Think, Do you I think, think Dirk? Uh, we're getting let's late. not go there. Okay. Yeah. Further. I know where you're. Another, uh, yeah. another day. Another day. That's a time for. See, here's day. the thing. Like, I actually think. Rick, if they pull this thing off and the, and the offense plays really well, even if they come up short, I'm starting to think now maybe he survives. Another mulligan, because Jameis Winston was suspended three games, that's on us. We drafted the guy. If he, he goes, get if us. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes out every week and throws for 400 yards a week. Here's the thing. I watch – I'm fat, you know, like, I'm going to shoot – I'm going to go off the, it's fine. the exit for a second here. I'm fascinated by the Kansas City Chiefs this year and Andy Reid, and I am – I am truly uh, amazed that a guy at that age who's been in football that long is continuing to come up with the offenses that befuddle the entire National Football League. I am so impressed with the job that Andy Reid has done, taking a kid quarterback and turning into an unstoppable offense. I look at Dirk Cutter. When, when, when Mike Smith got fired as defensive coordinator here, there was a part of me that wondered, boy, they look so overmatched. They look like they know where to line up. And you, and you couldn't help but wonder, this may be totally unfair, you couldn't help but wonder as the game passed Mike Smith by. Like, I don't get the feeling like the game is passed oh, no. Dirk Cutter by. Like, Dirk Cutter knows offense. He knows how to call up plays. I, I don't care who's if Todd Monk can It's call still him, his it's offense. It's his offense. Right. And I'm telling you, and I know they got a ton of talent. Rick, I'm trying to remember, when, when they're cooking, when this offense is moving doing, and not turning the football over, I'm trying to remember an offense in Tampa Bay Bucks history that was better. Well, it's never happened. And to your point... The Bucs had played 40-something years of football, I guess, in 76, 42 years. What is that? I can't do the math. 42 years of football. And three other times they finished even in the top 10 in total offense. Out of those 40, three of the last four years with Dirk Cutter, they'll be in the top 10. You can make an argument with James Winston, too. You could. That's true. That's true. It's good. (laughs) But on top of that, if James Winston ain't here, it doesn't mean – I think it's Dirk Cutter. Dirk Cutter well, had Brian Fitzpatrick tearing it up shows that it's not. What just happened in Atlanta up. when you know Matt Ryan had Dirk Cutter? Right, they lit it up. They absolutely lit it up. They slayed people. They beat this team with fifty-five points on a Thursday night. Dirk Cutter can call plays or has a good offense. I think Andy Reid does too. What I think Andy Reid had at is a special, special talent in Pat Mahomes. Andy Reid had a good offense with Alex Smith, but they got rid of him. Right. They got rid of him, and now he's killing it in Washington. He's got a first-place team. Well, they got rid of it because they, they realized, like, we're They not, knew what we're, Mahomes we're was. Get, yeah, we're, and we're not getting where we need to get with Alex Smith. But here's the thing. Which is that, why they drafted Mahomes. Right. And that's why I wonder if the Bucs, no matter what happens here, if the Bucs are going to, maybe not in the first round, but they'll, they'll take a quarterback. Well, tell me how high you're drafting, and you may take one very high. Sure, and, and depending on who that quarterback is. But yeah. the thing is, Rick, I really do believe that if they tear it up offensively, and it's just the defenses, and they and they they end up going say eight and eight, something like that, even seven to nine. You're making a case to keep him for a fourth season. Maybe, yeah, maybe. And like, the GM too. And uh, is Jameis the quarterback? See, not you. All I know, those it's three, all tied together. All those three things can't all happen unless well, unless you win and win big. Well, that's true. Now, if Although, you win big without Jameis, if somehow you get to ten wins and make the playoffs, or even nine wins. And Fitz is your quarterback? Oh, the other two guys are back. I don't know what happens to Jameis today. Well, Jameis is probably gone at that point, but I bring the other two guys back, and I don't know who my quarterback is. It's probably Ryan Fitzpatrick. If he wants to play. Assuming he wants to come back and to play again, and assuming he wants to play here. Yeah. But 
and then what you do is you draft somebody. You know, you, you, you have Fitzpatrick and then you draft somebody. Or you go out and you get whoever's available. Like, uh, whether it's a Teddy Bridgewater type yeah. or a free, you know, just... I mean, I hate to think of names like Tyrod Taylor or people like that who might be available, but they might be. That could be. But I, I'm just saying that, boy, it would be hard unless you just felt like Dirk was deficient in other ways, like handling uh, you know, personnel or unless he rubs people the wrong way. But in terms of football, I just, boy, if they keep putting up huge offensive numbers, I would have, you know, I could make a case of why he should stay uh, as long as the offense is playing well. It's going to be a fascinating weekend, and I think uh, they've all they've said about Ryan Fitzpatrick is he's the quarterback on Sunday. I think that tells you that they'll be moving back to Jameis if it, this doesn't work out. But what does not working out mean? Like winning, winning. I mean, when, does he play winning football? He didn't play winning football in Chicago. He didn't have a bad first half. It was nine of eighteen for a hundred and something yards, and he had uh, I think one pick. Right. But they were down five touchdowns, so they thought that's a good chance to get Jameis in. I didn't think. You know, Pittsburgh, he had three interceptions on three plays. Of course, there were screw-ups on the receiver's yeah, part. Yeah, I didn't know Two that they were all his fault. One, his arm got hit. But yeah. we don't make excuses for Jameis. Sure. Why should we start for this guy? So yeah. my thing is, if he doesn't play winning football, whether they win or not, but if he doesn't play winning football, I think he'll be out of there. Because I, I, I don't believe they're ready to completely turn this thing over and turn away from Jameis. I don't. See, I say what, too. says he's going to play again. This is a tough week. for If you're Ryan Fitzpatrick and you're trying to keep your job here now, this is a tough place to go do it. I mean, you're going to Carolina. I mean, at Carolina, at yeah. defense is not. But you bad. can't pick your openings. No, 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 no. I'm all. He's not turning it down. He's, like, he's, he's not saying, "Hey, wait, can we wait a week and I'll play?" I'll yeah, play I know, yeah. Week. Wait a couple weeks and I'll play San Francisco. But he, <laughs> he, I've talked to Ryan, and and he is he has been on both sides of this, both right. sides, where he was the starter that they thought wasn't producing, and they benched him, or he was the backup to to take over from the starter who wasn't producing, and then he didn't produce, and then they benched him, and they went back to the start. He's done it all. So he doesn't think about, like, you, yeah. you know, he, I think he's, because he's been through this. Now, for Jameis, this is new. Right. But this other guy's got lots of layers of thick skin built on him. He's just happy to play. You can see the joy that Fitzpatrick brings when he gets in the huddle because to him, everything is bonus time. You've seen this guy a lot. You've talked to him a lot. You've, you've had some in-depth conversations with him. Let, let me just play devil's advocate here and say, I've seen this movie before. Where, for whatever reason, he gets a chance, and he goes in and he tears it up, and then when you say, okay, it's your job, then sooner or later you're like, oh, we can't play Ryan Fitzpatrick, what are we doing? Like, at some point, the magic ends, but why, so why is this different? Or is it different? I don't know that it will be different. Um, I do know what's different is that he's got more talent. Yeah, this, this isn't had. Buffalo. This if isn't you talk to Ryan, he says, you know, even in New York where they won 10 games with him and they had Brandon Marshall and they had some guys, yeah, yeah. he said, but, you know, even then, he goes, we had to, we had to scheme up some things. We had to <clears throat> play around some people, some weaknesses. Yeah. When he looks at his group of receivers now, including the tight ends, he says, we walk into every stadium knowing that we are absolutely, if we don't turn the ball over, we are going to score – we are going to move the ball. We're going to have guys make plays. He goes, it's really pretty neat to be in the huddle and look up and say, I got all these playmakers around me. All I have to do is just get the ball in one of their hands, yeah. and then we're going to move down and score. So he says this is the greatest cast of, of, of players he's ever been surrounded by. And the quarterback position is a completely dependent position. You know, you have to count on guys protecting you. You have to count on guys running the right routes. They have to see what you see. Um, they have to make plays. But he said, when you can throw a ball to O.J. Howard in the flat, 
and it goes travels five yards and he runs 75 because yeah. he's that big and fast, right. you can't. I mean, that's not on the quarterback. No. He gets the touchdown pass, but that's what he's talking about. That's why they've had so many. So he's completely confident. You know, as he said, as confident as he's ever been in his career. He's play, he thinks he's playing the best football of his career because of the combination of his experience. He doesn't have the greatest arm. He never did. It's right. probably worse now than when he started. But you know what? He doesn't need one because all he needs is to get the ball in their hands, make the right reads, and he's convinced they're going to score sh- uh, just a ton of points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or sh- uh, a ton of points. Yeah, I was trying to be quiet when I said ton. Um, <laughs> but that's that's... It's like a library in here. It's yeah. a podcast. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes on our website. Can't do that. So, um, but anyway. Well, final thing. You just got off the road to Las Vegas. I'm glad you made it back in one yeah, piece. Apparently. And you made it to that wedding. And uh, is back. Yes, right. Everybody's happy. And you threw away that camera. I know you guys looked at it one more time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> said all that. Are the Tampa Bay Lightning as dominant as I think they are? Or is just just kind of a hot streak that they're on because when I look at that road trip and I see Chicago and I see Las Vegas and I see Colorado and I and even Arizona I think is better than they've been this doesn't feel like a fluke to me here's the thing they go into we're recording this before Wednesday night's or Thursday night's game against uh, (laughs) where they probably got absolutely crushed Um, they're 8-2-2 going into this game Thursday night and it, it doesn't even feel like they've played their best hockey yet. It feels like Stamkos has sort of been spotty. Kucherov uh, really got on a hot streak. You know, he's had some nice goals. But, you know, Brain Point's played really well. They're, they're missing Victor Edmund. So, you know, Vasilevsky's been really good for the most part. So I there's a part of me that's like, okay, maybe they're they're winning a few more games than they should be winning. Maybe they shouldn't be 8-2-2. Two two. Or, or do you look at it and say, boy, they're 8-2-2 two and, two and they haven't even, like, hit their stride yet. I have a tendency to think that's more it. They're eight two and two. Look, the penalty killing's not going to keep killing. Ninety five percent. That's not going to happen. That's not going to continue. I don't think. But it certainly improved over a year ago when that was one of their weaknesses. A year ago was penalty killing. They're not sitting back anymore. Here's the thing, Rick. That I that I was really impressed with on that road trip. They won one game in which they had fifty five shots on goal. Thirty three in one period. NHL record as far as can be told. I didn't know how you can do that. I know. And then they come back the next day and win next game and win one nothing in Colorado, which felt like a playoff game against a really good call. Yeah, and then they go into to Vegas two days later, another place. It's hard to win in, grinding game. Headman gets hurt. They're down to five, and they gutted out that win. Now they ran out of gas. The Arizona. I was like waiting for that to happen, but I don't know. I think this is a. I think it's a pretty good hockey team. Here's the thing, Rick. I, they do. They've done all these stats on it. If you're in first place. As early as Thanksgiving, or in the playoffs, as early as Thanksgiving, your chances to make the playoffs are like 75, 80 percent. If you're in a play, so if you're in a playoff spot by Thanksgiving, like oh okay, the, if, if you, you get no, some, you're one of the eight teams. If you're Houston. one of the eight teams in the, in the playoffs, if they started, if they start on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day, you almost you almost always make the playoffs. And at Christmas, it's even more so. This is what remember two years ago when Lightning missed it, they got off to a horrible start. They finished super strong. They yeah. came on. And it, and it missed it by one. They missed, yeah, they couldn't. They had never caught up. Whereas last year they got off this incredibly hot start. They were kind of so so down the stretch, but yet they cruised in the playoffs. So I think if anything, the good start here, if they can keep it going for another month or so, not that you can you know take your foot off the gas the rest of the way, but 
your, your chances, you're not scrambling all year long. You know, you're not this pressure all year long. And having said all of that, none of it matters unless they win the Stanley Cup. That's true, too. I mean, so, think about that. Like they're, yeah. you know, they're 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 doing all this to get the just number to one get seed back to the to, spot that they were a year ago when they scored zero goals. It's an incredibly long climb. Tom Jones has a column this morning in Tampa Bay uh, Times, TampaBay.com, about Jameis Winston. Make sure you read it. And uh, thanks, Tom. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. And just to wrap up, the Tampa Bay Lightning did lose to the Nashville Predators four to one. It was a pretty tight game, two to one until late in the third period. Uh, of course, a couple empty netters there. At the end, and the Lightning lose. We got a busy weekend in sports coming up. Of course, college football, big game between Alabama and LSU. And we'll talk about that on Monday as well as Florida, Missouri, all the other uh, college football. And then the big game is Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers go up to Carolina to visit the Panthers, a big NFC South showdown for them. Try to get to 4-4 four and four and get back into the playoff picture. Uh, especially in the NFC South with their second road win against a division opponent. Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. We'll see how he can uh, maybe pull the Bucks out of uh, this tailspin in terms of turning the ball over. So we thank you guys for listening. We're here every Monday through Friday. And make sure you go see our, our sponsor and our friend Andy at Continental Wholesale Diamonds. For all your jewelry purchases, uh, our listeners only get 20% off. I'm telling you, you're not going to find better prices anywhere right now uh, in the shopping mall or any other jewelry store. And Andy is giving you an extra 20% off all jewelry purchases. So make sure you go see him at 1715 Northwest Shore Boulevard, Suite 150, right next to the Penthouse Club. Again, my thanks to Tom Jones and for Steve Verstick. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs>